1: to another episode of the Cobras and Fire interview. In this episode, I sit down and have a chat with a young lady out of Russia It goes by the name of Moscow. Yes, the same as the city. We talk about her brand new EP, Queen of Sin. We talk about not wanting to be tied down by wealthy Russian businessmen, or at least she doesn't want to be, I wouldn't mind. Uh, And so much more. We encompass her entire career, which... Being that she's 22 is surprisingly vast. So uh, I, I think you're going to like it. We have a lot of fun. She shares some uh, uh, pretty good anecdotes, and it's all sorts of crazy rock and roll. So here we go. This is Moscow. Hey, this is Baco, and I'm here with Moscow. And uh, you, uh, among a lot of things going on, you have a new EP coming out soon, uh, Queen of Sin. I got that right, right? Oh, it's,
2: it's actually out already. Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, well, well, we'll get back to that because I want to talk about the record a little bit. Uh, but we were just talking before we started here, and like you kind of, you said you kind of miss like the, the northern weather, is that right? Is that what you meant? Kind of from
0: going oh, back yeah, to Russia? I
2: miss a little, I do come from Russia, but I definitely do not miss having snow like, uh, um, <laughs> seven, eight months a year, ten months a year, I don't know, if it depends. Uh, um, does, so does Russia else?
1: have like a, you know, I mean, I, I guess I've never really thought about it too much, but you know, like the United States, uh, I guess Russia's a little further north, right? So the, does the entire country, we have quite a wide range of weather from north to south of the United States. is Russia kind of like that too or is there
2: uh, well, no, well yeah because it's, it's it's a big country yeah. I mean I don't really know what's going on in Siberia unfortunately <laughs> <I don't either. laughs> bears because uh, I know this is the, the stereotype that I get um but no I come from Moscow and I obviously I kind of exaggerated that we don't have snow like seven months a so week uh, uh, a year
1: we're used to weather I exaggerations to Moscow, where I live I to too so. Moscow
2: yeah <laughs> but it's definitely much colder than in California I mean so having you, traveled all over the world la is the place where I actually settled finally the
1: weather's always nice there
2: mm-hmm.
1: all right uh, so you are actually you, you you're, you're from Moscow the, the the city then too yeah okay uh, I was kind of going through your your the bio they sent me a little bit and uh, one of the things that kind of stuck out there's a few things but uh, there was like you mentioned in there not wanting to be tied down to young wealthy businessmen i'm not sure what that means <laughs> could you elaborate <laughs> on that a little bit
2: oh yeah i mean i, I come i come from uh, like a good family right and in my in my childhood i went to like schools you know and i was raised to be like a proper moskovitsa or whatever you call it like a proper girl from russian uh, but i never wanted to be settled on that so i just found my my ways into the rock circles like this underground like being 15 or like i don't know it's kind of illegal but uh <laughs> being a young girl at the time and i just found i just found this i met this like coyote looking uh tatted up uh boys who played rock and roll and i'm like okay this is what this is where i want to see myself forever and ever you know um so this is this is how I got actually involved into the the hard rock scene, into the rock scene. Were you um, into? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, this is that's that's how my story starts. <laughs>
1: were were you into music before you got into that? And it just uh, like maybe different kinds of music. You, you did yeah. you, you had a musical background or anything like that?
2: For sure. I mean, I was raised on um, like Led Zeppelins, like Led Zeppelin, and like Deep Purple. And Pink Floyd, you know, uh, but I still had to kind of like um, find them for myself. No one, no one ever taught me that. No one, no one ever told me these bands even existed. So I just did my research when I was young. And then I was into musical theater a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I was always into music. Music music has been around my entire life. Mm-hmm. But this is when, when I met those guys. This is when I realized that I want to be a part of that. I want to be one
1: of them, you know. Well, the Russian music scene—what what is that like? Is is it is it does it have any um, resemblance to what you experience, like you know, maybe in like you know, London or, or the United States at all? Oh hell no! Uh, Russian
2: music scene—I I don't want to like—I uh, don't want to say that it like sucks from that <laughs> to tell, <until>, but <laughs> it does. Okay. <laughs> you know. You know? Like, yeah, well, what kind of music like, is
1: is kind of... The, is pop, there a, is it's like
2: the cheap pop music and, like, with, the, like, three beats and, like, two lines. I don't know. Like, da-da-da-da-da. Oh, I you, don't can, know. you can it's, say like, that really sucks. Because, like, yeah, it's, it just sucks, man. Um <laughs> And I knew... And it's all, like, super corrupted and stuff. And, like, I, I, I always knew I don't want to be a part of Russian music scene. I never even wanted that, and I never uh, put any effort to be that you know so mm-hmm. i just had to move out of the country that's when my travel started
1: do you have this is a little off topic so forgive me uh do you have any insight as to why uh dashboard cameras are so popular in russia Well,
2: oh my god i have no dash dashboard cameras yeah. uh
1: if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's a, maybe maybe uh, Americans are addicted to Russian dashboard cameras. There's hey, all wrong. sorts of what videos of, of people getting into fights, and it's filmed from a dashboard camera.
2: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. But, uh, I, have no, <laughs> I have no idea. I, oh, I said look, it was got, off topic. We get into crazy situations <laughs> once in a while. Russians are famous for that. I mean, like, I should. And being 22, I can already write, like, two uh, parts of my... Biography, and believe me, it's gonna
1: be like super fun and really
2: intense. <laughs> right <laughs> on. We just have some crazy people over there. Okay. Like, I think everyone does, every country does. I mean, this is oh, like, of course.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, look at our president. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, So, uh, you, you, where did you go first when you left uh, Russia? Was it London, Paris, something like that? or?
2: It was Cambridge, UK. Uh, so I got my education in Cambridge. Uh, it's like a small, you know, town uh, mm-hmm. in the UK. Yeah, in whatever, yeah. yes, in the UK. Yeah. And then I uh, I lived a year there, and then I moved to London for half a year. But again, the, the weather, the people. I'm I'm I was born in Rolling Stone. Um, this is why I'm perfect for for touring. You know, because like I can't stay in the same place for longer than. I don't know, a year, max. So I had to travel all over the world. In California, even, even staying in California for three years now, uh, within L.A., I moved five times Uh <laughs> like two years. So it sent me, sent me out on the road. <laughs> so
1: do, do you, when you moved, I mean, are there people that you work with that, that you're almost like a band that you carry on with, or do you kind of like restart each time?
2: Uh, uh, well, in Cambridge, in London, in, in New York, I was doing musical theater because I have, I have a degree uh, and I have a musical theater background, like the Broadway actress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing that for quite a little, but I always knew that this is not what I want to continue doing. I always knew I'm going to do music. I was just trying to find like a, field, like, a specification um, which would fit me. I always was into rock and roll. I never thought I'm going to actually end up doing it. And then in New York... Um, I met Alice Cooper and while career. I was on the final tour and I met the guys and they actually told me to move to California and they're like this is the this is the place for you. This is a perfect place for you to start the career. So that's what I did. Like two days later I packed all my stuff and <laughs> you now I'm easy to move, yeah. I already have some skills in that. Give me like two days notice and I'll be <laughs> I'll be ready with my backpacks outside. Um and I moved to California and And this is where I started my rock band. This is where I started actually pursuing this path.
1: (laughs) So do you still, I mean, do you work with a specific band then now? I mean.
2: Well, right now I finally have like, I have a a band. I have, uh, I just hired all the the band members, the Mm. permanent ones. Uh, Because when we started this project, I started by myself back in um, November last year. This is where I met when I met the producers and we, we started writing together and we came out with this EP that just dropped out. Um, well, it
1: came together pretty quick then.
2: What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was like five, five, uh, months, I guess, max. So we had an EP, we have like two music videos out. Uh, one what is out? The next one is coming. So watch out for that. <laughs> All right. And, um, now we have the band and we're about to, to kick it. Cause I was looking for right musicians, right, right guys to, who are actually like on the same page as I am musically and just like lifestyle wise, you know? Sure. And apparently it's not that easy to find like-minded people in LA. I mean, I thought when, when, when I was just started auditioning people, I thought I would just go outside, it's LA, and like just yell, drummer and they'll just show up you know but apparently that never happened yeah, i tried drummer <laughs> drummer <laughs> never happened <laughs> well a couple of people came came over but they were, they were homeless i mean this is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's okay uh, so finally i have all the right people um on the side what well, is important if, especially if, if you're going to spend fun. a lot
1: of time in a close quarters yeah. that you can at least somewhat function and live you know you don't you're not going to get along every minute of the day but you know you exactly. do have to coexist.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, as for the as for the band, I'm actually I was looking more for a family and now like we've been we've been together for oh, we just played a festival um in Vegas. So it's been over a month and I really care about the guys and they care about me. Uh hopefully so they call me Mama, I'm the mama of the band. Right on. And yeah, and like I love those guys. It's like it's like family for me.
1: Well, you, you touch on quite a uh, wide, uh, I don't know, array of of influences in here. The one I kind of wanted to get to, largely because you said you're in Los Angeles, there. You, you talk about like Motley Crue a little bit. Where you, did you ever get a chance? Because you're, you're you're still quite young, uh, and that was quite a while ago. Did you ever really get a chance to really dig into that the whole scene as far as the history of it and a lot of different bands? Oh
2: my God! I'm well, thank you for asking that. I'm super proud because I, <laughs> uh, I, I know don't, I don't, not many people, but like I know. History of my field, and I believe this is very important for like any kind of musician to really know what came uh, in before you. Absolutely. To really know what's gonna was gonna go, what's gonna come after, you know? Cause mm-hmm. music, like any field of history, is going in a circular motion, right? So you gotta know, you gotta know your uh, your history in that field. And yeah, I am. I know. I know a lot. I know a lot about. Like I've done my research. I'm a big fan of the Crue. I mean, like, I've read all the books. I know I have all the albums. And not just that band. That band in particular is, um, I would say, my favorite one of all time. I don't know. If you asked me what's my favorite band, I, I, would, I would say Motley Crue. Because um, they actually influenced me to pursue this creator. I mean, looking at a young age, looking up to Tom Millie, I was like, I want to be that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I never wanted to be Pamela Anderson. I wanted to be Tom Milley. I'm like, I want to be one of them. Uh, but as far as music, uh, all the all the classic rock, as like that, as like mentioned, that's definitely Black Sabbath, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses. Um, they all have a huge impact on me. Not even that. Like I'm, I'm gonna take different. Like go, mention like Chuck Berry for sure. Like mm-hmm. right? Iron Waters so and Buddy Holly. You know, all the blues and, and rock. I mean, this is this this is what what. Uh, shaped me as a person as a musical
1: act you know one of the things i i was talking to somebody with uh uh just yesterday is because uh, we, were, we were seeing a couple bands um from the states here uh, i don't know if you've heard of them but they uh the the point being is that I, I'm, I'm seeing a real resurgence of, of young rock and roll bands that are kind of doing it their own way, but their own way is to to embrace the past, kind of get in it and learn the roots of rock and roll, and then develop their own sound. So it's kind of refreshing when you hear somebody talk about that, as opposed yeah. to just hire this one producer, hire this one group of songwriters, and sound exactly like everything on the radio. It seems like we're finally starting to break away from
2: that. Finally, I know, I know. You just have to take take the best from your past and like bring something uh, from you into it, and that's what actually i think that's what matters in music business if you if you take good backings and just shape it up and bring something new to the table mm-hmm. yeah if you have if you have a good
1: matters. foundation you can create something that is i don't know sustainable let's put it that way exactly okay um and then uh you're just breaking into your 20s did i hear you right that you're 22 years old now
2: yeah. So I you've kind of had that. an
1: awful lot go on since you just turned 15. I, you would not believe how pointless my life from 15 to 22 would seem compared to what you've been able to accomplish. Unless, you unless you know, drinking a lot of old Milwaukee uh, is, is an accomplishment because I probably uh, would be ranked among some uh, all-stars there, but.
2: I I don't know; it's different for everybody. But like, I am am quite, quite a mature woman, you know. Like, you know, I'm talking both physically and mentally. Thank God. Um, And I I guess with me, the trick is that each day I'm trying to evolve. I don't know. Like, I I really hate the the thing I hate most in life is wasting your time. Even like, if one day goes by without me doing something massive, I just get super depressed. I'm like, okay, I fucked up another day in my life. You know, uh, and it's just, I just leave. I just
1: leave fast. Me, I die old, oh, hopefully. Oh well, yeah, let's uh, let's let's uh, latch onto that part. So, uh huh. I was given a list of talking points that uh, the way it was phrased, to me is these are things that she's interested in talking about. But there's absolutely no elaboration. So I thought it'd be fun if you're okay with it. That I just hit a couple of these, and you kind of tell me what you want to talk about on it. Sure. Satanism was one that popped out.
2: Oh yeah, sure, I can I can talk about that. Um well Satanism, uh where you got it from me. You know? like I you know, Queen of Sin was partly um, inspired by Satanism, right? They Antoine LeVay and like um Nietzsche. And I'm talking Satanism not, not in terms of uh, let's kill people and pray to Satan. Uh, you know that kind of. Well, that's more stuff.
1: of a misconception of Satanism, but.
2: Exactly, uh... this is a misconception. What I love, what I love when I mention the Satanism topic, is to see the the look on people's faces and like, just read who's educated in that field enough. And like, when people get scared, I'm like, oh, whatever, I'm just gonna fuck with their mind. Um, <laughs> but then the Antoine Leves Satan is is one of the philosophies that I really dig uh which basically comes from Nietzsche you know they're saying the same stuff mm-hmm. but basically all the all the religions say the same stuff but like you are your own god your own devil and uh at the end of the day you just have to listen to yourself you know and um despite all the pressure from either it's like some higher power religion society parents school whatever uh this is your life and just just really dig in, deep into yourself and know what you want at the end of
1: the day, when it comes to Satan and music, my personal—I um, don't know—it's not a belief. It's just back when you know I started listening to rock music in in the '80s, and you know, uh, priests would show up at every concert and they they'd protest it. And it used to be something that parents were really against. Now parents don't give a. Of course. They don't care yeah. that your kids listening to satanic music. And I think the music was better. So I think the lack of Satan is killing music.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, rock and roll has always been that kind of like rebellious. Yeah. Music, where, where, like even from the origin, even from like the blues and stuff, it was always uh, rebelling against something. You know, that's why the old generations would never. Uh, not even dig it but like allow their children to listen and i mean it's stupid parenting but um yeah it just it just goes on i mean like even possibly if you take post-hardcore music people who listen to uh 80s rock and then like the post-hardcore came into play with all the growls and stuff and they would be like what the hell are you listening to child
0: yeah listen
2: to white snake this is this is rock and roll I And mean, it's just always the thing. it's always like gets Angrier and angrier. I think I
1: don't know. Well, as I grew older he, and more, ma-
2: seen something to relate to.
1: As you get older and more mature, yeah, you almost see like it's the boogeyman. It's just something your parents kind of did to scare you. But then the first time you meet, let's say a drug dealer, and it turns out he's just a normal guy who sells drugs. He's not the guy yeah. in a coat sitting outside of school, you know, saying the first one's free. It's kind of exactly. like Satan is almost like that. It was like it's Satan in rock. You know, it's it's ridiculous you know, as an adult, to think that anything the Beatles did was some magic potion that Satan casted and put together, which is the way it was, pres- you know, presented by some groups, so...
2: Exactly, exactly. That's, okay. That's
1: well, what about, um, man-woman relations? That was another one on there. Oh, I, like, I
2: don't know, just ask me questions about it. Because okay. <laughs> I know, have a good note, uh, for, like, being, being, um a man in a, in a female's body. I don't know. Like, I just have a man's uh, mentality about that, you know? Like, and I've been always the one who helped out. Like, guys and girls fucking get their shit together. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. You, you should ask You're, me some questions about it. It's not just well, so, um... About it. It was,
1: all right, so my wife and I were having this argument yeah, about <laughs> this... Com- no, okay. <laughs> I think they're gay, and she says they're roommates, so no. Um... <laughs> All right, well here's one that's going to get me a lot of crap, but not surprise anybody. What about cats? Does that mean you're a fan or uh you don't like them?
2: Oh, I am a cat. Okay. No, um yeah, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of cats. This is just some random topic though. But um yeah. <laughs> they said
1: you you gave them the list? That's what I was told.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. This was this was for for the for Tom. The, um
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah, Tom was the one who was like, yeah, this is the thing she'd like to talk about. You have see so you, you have a cat?
2: Yeah, I do have a
1: cat. Have you always had one or is it just kind of a new thing or
2: uh, Well, um, I don't know. I had him for like four four years now. A boy or girl? I-
1: oh, it's a boy. You said him.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a boy.
1: Well, let's it's learn a, his name and then A wild we'll-
2: cat? And and later on I'm I'm planning on buying a cheetah uh actually <laughs> this is a dream of mine like I really want to have a tour bus with a cheetah on it um but we'll see this isn't my bucket list this is my to do things yeah. in life you know well
1: to it sounds like a you're a lot closer than you would team. think uh, the way things are going for you <laughs> <laughs>
2: we'll see we'll see maybe two years from now i'll have a i have a cheetah cub running around the bus
1: <laughs> well what about like um what's you you've moved around a lot. Do you eat a lot of different kind of foods, or do you have like a strict diet you s- stick to? Uh,
2: why well, I have moved around. But I don't. I I recently became not recently. Well, it's been a year. It feels like recently, but I became a vegetarian because uh, I had to balance out uh, the rock and roll diet. I mean, sex, drugs, and rock and roll is always be a part of it, you know. Sure. And just to stay healthy, I was like, I have to I have to balance that somehow. So, um, I quit me and I became vegetarian, a vegetarian. Uh, I still eat fish, but I don't know. I, I just, I feel like you have to keep it back the balance. You have to listen, again, you have to listen to yourself and your body. And when you're like, uh, really killing it with some bad, bad stuff, you know, you should bring something healthy to the table as well. Okay.
1: Well, why don't we get to the record? Uh, Queen of Sin, you said it's out already. Did it come, when did it come out?
2: Uh, it came out um, June third, I guess. Yeah, so it's already out. It's out on all the all the platforms like, whatever the iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, all the uh, platforms available online. Um, yeah, so it's it's already out.
1: <laughs> well, when, when when you were writing some of the songs, uh, you said you worked with the producers. The three of them that are listed here. Um, Mm-hmm. Do you sit down, I mean, do you play any instruments? Do you, do you like to work on a guitar part, or is it more, you're mostly melody and lyrics? What's the process?
2: Well, I do, I do play instruments, but I mainly play them for myself, you know. But uh, when it comes to the producing, uh, like to writing something, some material, uh, I mean, all songs were written differently um, for some of them. I would come to the studio and we would already have like the the, the tracks, mm-hmm. the kind of like the version, the pre-version of the tracks. And then we'll just sit down and actually write down the lyrics and the melodies and stuff like that. For the Black Widow, which is like my personal favorite one of the record, um, I met up with the producers and we all had no idea what we we're about to do. It was just like super random thing. A friend of ours will hooked us up and we had no idea that something is actually going to get out of this collab you know mm-hmm. uh, but a couple of hours later like a couple of bottles of Jaeger later um,
1: <laughs>
2: we had we had black widow done and it just sounded so sick that we decided to edit to the record and this these guys were like uh, different ones from from the one I wrote the main on uh, the majority of the album with you know mm-hmm. uh, but from now on I'm, I'm actually flying to Boston next month to write some more with the same guys with the same producers.
1: Were there any songs recorded that didn't make the E P that maybe a full length is coming out or Uh
2: well we're talking about it, I mean I can't I can't really drop all the news yet. Uh <laughs> sure. But just, just stay tuned. <laughs>
1: okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, just, uh, just you, you, make sure that I hear first. Nobody else. <laughs> of course. Uh, I, I, I could really, <laughs> use, I could really use a scoop. It's been a long, rough year. No. <laughs>
2: just, <laughs> <We> got it. <laughs> uh, I'm
1: just kidding. Uh, the, hey, you kind of touched on Black Widow being your favorite track. Does that mean it's going to be the next video? Yeah. All yeah, right. we already have
2: the video. We already have the video shot, and uh, we're just adding some little changes on it. You know, but expected soon expected to be dropped soon we're thinking probably the beginning of next month or the, the end of next month uh, and it's a super super dope ass track i mean like it's really good i love the sound of it and if you heard it mm-hmm. oh yeah it yeah.
1: Like, yeah i've listened to listen to the record on the way home from uh work tonight and uh, just about 10 minutes before you called so
2: yeah so it's like it's very different from the rest of the album i mean like the the whole is. EP is very um Diverse sound
1: wise. Yeah, each song does kind of stick out. I mean, I've about through four listens in, now I can start, you know, you know, uh, soaking it in a little more. I really like the track "Watch Me Burn" as my personal yeah. favorite so far. But
2: yeah, many people like that one. It's like a little, a little ballad, you know, like it's. It starts
1: by, out that way, but it kind of kicks in the balls in a second there. So
2: it does. It does. It's still a ballad though, but um, it was actually inspired by by Asking "Moving On" song. Oh yeah. Yeah, we wanted to do something like, like that, and that's what we came up with, uh, the Watchmen Burton song.
1: That was the one band that I kept coming back to as far as, like, what does this sound like? And it was just like, yeah. um, <laughs> God, they're fun guys, too. I don't know if you've had a chance to meet them, but...
2: Oh, I know them well. They're they're close friends of mine.
1: Excellent. Um, well, uh, you had a couple different producers. Who plays on the record? Is it now um, or producers.
2: No, it's the producers for this for the record or is the producers? Uh,
1: oh, for the record, who plays on the actual EP? Uh,
2: for, on the EP, yeah, on the EP, it's the producers. But like from now on, I finally have the as I mentioned have the band members. Mm-hmm. Um, so from now on, we're gonna we're gonna all uh, participate in writing it and like actually recording it. But for the record, is the producers who play on it?
1: Are they gonna be getting Moscow out on the road soon or?
2: Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well yeah for sure. I don't know, but uh, we're we're booking as many shows around LA and um, in this area mm-hmm. side side of America, you know. Um, so California, uh, Nevada, Arizona—just those states should watch out. Well, hopefully, hopefully we're gonna jump on tour anytime soon. But
1: yeah, you know, I mean, there's all, all sorts of paths there. You know, I mean, and also. Yeah. You know, you get a little steam behind the EP. There's also, you know, we we've kind of uh, started to embrace the European festival thing here in the states, and so there's yeah. all sorts of opportunities there and um, all sorts of great bands. So um, I'll, hopefully that something like that'll pan out for you too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I love festivals, festivals, super fun. If it's not
2: though, if it's not 100 degrees uh Vegas open stage and I'm wearing fur coat and
1: was Uh, it I take it
2: (laughs) yeah it was like super hot and like I usually wear a fur on stage uh and I stick to my guns so I still wore it
1: (laughs) well um before I let you go is there anything else you'd like to talk about promote make sure everybody knows how do we get a hold of Moscow's music how do we how do we find where you're at and what's going on with you
2: well, yeah. Is the MoscowOfficial dot com is the website where we uh, constantly update all the touring info um, and the merch and stuff like that. But as for the private accounts, so Twitter, uh, official Moscow, Moscow official, and on Instagram is official Moscow. Um, <laughs> so it, just just swipe those two words and you'll find me everywhere.
1: Yeah, just put them in the Google machine; it'll come up. Yeah. All right, well, uh it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate your time, and uh, you were uh, very entertaining, a very excellent uh, chat, if you ask myself.
2: <laughs> thank you, same. I had fun. Well, hopefully hopefully, we're going to see you in Minnesota
1: once. Yeah, you make it this way. You get somewhat close. I'll travel a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I cover mainly the Midwest. So
2: Great. Well, then I'll see you there. Well, good <laughs> enough. Cheers. You come to the shows.
1: Okay. <laughs> Enjoy the weather in California, and thank you so much. You have a good night.
2: Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. (laughs)
0: za <laughs>